The Fanfic Writers Craft is a podcast that discusses all things fanfiction with a focus on the art and science of writing for the enjoyment of fan communities. My name is Joe, aka Pebbly Sand, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. My co-host, Lani, writes online under the name Copper Dust. You'll meet her shortly. In this episode, we engage in a year-end roundup exercise, reflecting on our fanfiction writing, favourite reads, and our podcasting wins of 2023. We discuss our word counts for the year and talk about the lines or scenes that we enjoyed writing. We also highlight some of the great comments and reviews we've received and answer listeners' questions about what surprised us in 2023. Lastly, we chat about our podcast statistics and discuss plans for the upcoming year. We would of course like to extend our warmest thanks to you, our incredible listeners, for your unwavering support, messages and downloads throughout the year. Your enthusiasm and engagement mean the world to us. Additionally, a special thank you goes to our amazing guests who brought their unique perspectives and insights to the podcast in 2023, namely Celeste, Rosa Louie, Nargles, Joe, Word Witch and Baby Doll. Thank you so much to all of you. We hope that you enjoyed this last episode of the year, but for now, buckle up, get yourself a nice cup of tea, and welcome to the Fanfic Writers Craft. Hello and welcome to the Fanfic Writers Craft. This is Joe. I hope you're all doing well. We are finally in December at the end of the year. So yeah, another year completed. Uh, it's the 17th of December today, but this episode will be going out on the 20th. So um, if you celebrate Christmas and choose to listen to us over Christmas week, I hope you have a lovely one. How are you, Lani? What's been up? I have survived a three-day winter camp trip with my grade sixes. Wow. (laughs) They decided to do it in December. uh, That's a bold choice, I feel. I went to bed at like 10 p.m. on Friday and I slept until 10 a.m. on Saturday. (laughs) Yeah, we were we were supposed to record this episode last week and then I got sick like you know, you always get sick at the end of the we at the end of the year, so I was I was like I had a cold and stuff and then to and then like I've been so tired from the cold and then having to work all week and stuff that like today I woke up at 1 30 in the afternoon like what what on earth I was like I looked at my phone I was like how is it 1 30 <laughs> it's a thing I've done once or twice <laughs> no but like I didn't I mean I went to bed it was like maybe 1 30 or 2 so I was I was sleeping for like 10 like 12 hours like what what on earth uh but yeah i think i think we're all a bit tired and a bit you know sniffly and 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 surviving till uh the holiday break i think yeah while i while i was on the camp trip i got a migraine in the evening which normally when i get a migraine in the evening i can go lie down but because i was supervising all these kids I had to go on a hike in the dark in December and then come back and listen to the ghost story that they told. Um, and my head was killing me. My fa- Like, when I get a migraine, it feels like my face is going to explode or, like, my eyeballs are going to explode. And I was just like, survival, survival, survival. And then it's like, finally, it's time to go to bed, except it's not time to go to bed because it's time to make the kids go to-, go to bed, which is the hardest time of day of all. Yeah, no, fair enough. And I think, like... I think they also, also, you know, when you're, ca- I don't know if they're like this, but when we were like on, on trips and stuff, like you, you want to stay awake, like the little, the kids, they just want to stay awake and want to keep like misbehaving and chatting and stuff. So yeah. And they were like, can you wake us up at 2 a.m. so we can go outside and see the meteor? And I was like, no, <laughs> meteors need to happen during the day. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well. So today we thought we were going to do basically the same thing as what we did last year, which is kind of a end of year review of our year in fan fiction and talk about the podcast and talk about our writing and have a little bit of a chat about all of these things. Um, so I think 2023, in case you didn't know, was our, our first year running the podcast for the full year. Uh, so it's been, it's definitely been a journey. Um, but I was wondering, Lani, kind of like as a an introductory question how do you think your year has been fan fiction wise um i think it's been a year where i've really kind of worked hard to try and stay in it and not lose focus and not just sort of give it up i've continued making updates to my 
long form multi chapter pieces. Um, I've done a few sort of. I I did a one shot that I published in February. I started a new multi chapter, which I realize you shouldn't do, but I did it anyways with the Harry. With the Harry learns the hard way. Um, so I and I've I've pushed myself to keep trying to read and trying to find new authors that I like. So I think um, definitely there were some books that I read back in April that got me into some new fandoms that allowed me to kind of branch out a little bit. Um, I did most of my book reading I did in the spring. I haven't read a whole book in a while. (laughs) Yeah, I've been I've been really bad at reading this year, like both books and fun fiction. I think um, I just I just don't have the focus. And I it's hard. I find it hard to write and read at the same time. um, Because I don't know, like, I think when I think I just like stick to one medium is hard. Like, you know, if I'm writing, I just to kind of distract myself, I'd rather watch TV or like, you know, do something else rather than read, which to me is basically the same sort of medium that you have. So yeah, I think, uh, I think I've definitely been quite bad at reading this year as well. Um, but yeah, fan fiction wise, I mean, I, I mostly worked on castles. I published a couple of one shots. Um, I published less chapters than I did last year, but my word count is kind of similar. So I think it kind of evens out a little bit. But yeah, I don't know. It's just been, it's just been a very long year, I think. And I think that's the case for a lot of people. Um, but it definitely, you know, it it definitely impacted my writing as well. (laughs) I feel like for me, the year flew by really fast, but it it was definitely a, not a, not one of my most like inspirational ones in terms of writing. Like in 2021, I had a really great writing year. I got so much done and I feel like this year I didn't get as much stuff done. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're going to talk about our fix first and then we're going to talk about other people's fix and then we're going to talk about the podcast kind of like we did last year. So I think uh, one of the first questions that we wanted to do is our fix. So we're, we want to give you some stats. So Lani, what is your published word count for 2023? Um, it is 137,399. That is impressive. But that's not, I didn't actually write all those words this year. That's including stories that I updated this year but some of the words in those stories I wrote in previous years. So that's not really a genuine word count. Yeah, so this is Joe from the future. Um, we've This is getting into the technicalities of AO3, but we've basically realized that if you have a whip and you update it, like if you have a whip that you started in like 2019, but you update it in 2023, AO3, if you go at like your yearly word count, will credit the entire whip into 2023 and not into 2019. So if you don't add up each chapter individually, then you have a word count that's like a little bit off. Um, so that's what Lani is saying there. For me, I actually went in and added everything. So my word count is the actual word count. And she was saying that hers is unfortunately because of AO3, it's not really working properly. But anyway, back to the episode. But yeah, I, so mine, so last year I was at 96,000 words and this year I'm at 90,000 words, which shouldn't feel like a big difference. And yet I feel bad for like those missing 6,000 words this year. Um, but Sherlock, uh, we've done our best. Uh, but yeah, I, um, I ended up, yeah, doing, uh, 90,000 words, which I think most of them, are castles uh i've had a couple of one shots and stuff but most of it is castles so most of it is just like chapters and castles updates and those were written this year um and especially i think i only started in march really so between march and now so what's your favorite fic that you've written this year? Um, well, I mean, my main fa- favorites are just my my ongoing pieces that I've continued to contribute to, but I haven't finished yet. But a new thing that I started publishing this year is also a work in progress is Harry Learns the Hard Way, which I've been enjoying sharing that new one because it's sort of my first foray into comedy. And uh, some people are enjoying it. And, you know, it always 
makes me excited when people are kind of connecting to something that I write. So I've, I've been enjoying doing that one. I really need to read that. It's on my like never ending TBR that I'm never getting to apparently. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, um, so I think like for me in terms of, so in terms of one shots, I didn't publish that much, but I think I really, really had a lot of fun writing, um, a Louisville slugger to both headlights. Um, I know it's a fic that a lot of people liked as well and a lot of people found funny or, you know, or, or also, I mean, it's got funny moments. It also has like deep moments. Um, but it was just, it was a very fun, experience writing it and just I wrote it in like one evening and I had so much fun uh writing it and I really really enjoyed writing it so yeah I'd say I'd say Louisville probably um in terms of you know because that's that would be just one shots if I had to count in other stuff that I have written written um Probably, I want to say either chapter 16 of Castles or chapter 19 of Castles, which I know, like, people also enjoyed, like, people will also have enjoyed those ones. Uh, but these are the two that I really, really enjoyed writing this year, although it wasn't as fun as we will, cause they're kind of emo- emotionally charged chapters, but I think, uh, yeah, Weville is like, I hadn't felt that for a very long time of just writing a story that was fun. Do you know, that wasn't something that I had to overthink or yeah, it was just, it was just fun. Like I just took it. I remember, I exactly remember I wrote it right before I left. I went on holidays to Costa Rica and I wrote it like the night before I left because I just had nothing to do. My bags were packed and I was like, oh, I had this like one idea for like this Tumblr sort of prompt. And it's just, it was a lot of fun to write. And I, I really, really enjoyed writing that one. It was very not complicated and very easy. And I, I just, I still to this day when people kind of comment on it or mm-hmm. or talk about it online I'm like oh I love so I love I love that story yeah um so I'm guessing another thing is so another question that we had is what what what's one thing that you've learned this year about writing or just in general I mean let's let's uh, keep it to the writing yeah let's keep it to the writing <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because there's, there's plenty of other things that I've learned this year, but we don't have to talk about MH370 right now. Lani's <laughs> uh, <laughs> obsession with where does, did the plane go? <laughs> um, so one thing I've learned about writing, I would say, once again, like keep things moving. Don't, don't let things stay in one place for a long time. Yeah. If you're getting bored with a scene, change it and move on. Like have people go do something else move the scene, like, keep the action moving. Don't let moss grow on your story. So, otherwise, because people get bored when there's too much description. They get they get bored when a scene drags out for too long. They get bored when you explain exactly how something happens where everybody already knows how it happens. So just keep things moving at a brisk pace. Good advice. Very good advice. Um, I think one thing I've learned, I think it's both about writing, but also a bit personal is that like, I, I think I've learned that like the kind of pace that I've been writing at this year and the year before, but particularly this year is kind of unsustainable for me. Um, and I need to sort of make a decision as to, what is going to happen in my life when Castle's finished and how I can prioritize my writing and still feel like it's something that's very important to me, which it is, but also make it sustainable without like burning myself out because I'm just, you know, writing all the time and working all the time, like working full time and not really getting to have anything outside of work and writing basically and um yeah like I think I already kind of had an inkling of that last year because I did have like a few months where I had to step away but it wasn't that bad it's been really bad this year um and to the point that yeah I don't think it's particularly fun or sustainable and yeah I'm gonna I think if I if I want to keep writing and and keep enjoying it um as much as I do I need to 
find a system in which I can make it more sustainable for myself. So I think that's uh, one thing that I've learned this year, but also I don't really have the solution to it yet. But I don't know if anyone relates, like just know that it's a thing. <laughs> Definitely. I think, I think all of us who work have sort of had to juggle like wanting to be the best at your job with like wanting to be able to sustain a certain level of performance and not being able to sustain always being a hundred percent all the time. So I've definitely had to like have those thought processes as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's hard because you know, you don't necessarily have a solution. And I think that's something that like is worth acknowledging as well. Like I don't have the solution at the moment. I'm exploring different things of like what that could look like and if I would like to go part-time with my job or you know do different things I don't know um but it is you know I think it's something that is worth acknowledging and and if you're a writer or even like an artist or anyone who really has like a different hustle on the side just know that you're not the only one struggling and and I know it can be hard and yeah you need to you need to find the way to do it and to do it but to do it as at a sustainable sort of pace so i guess you know stay tuned maybe i will find the solution <laughs> um what was your favorite character to write about this year you know this might sound a little boring but i just i really i really love writing serious it's it's not even it's it's not even the canonical version of him it's like the it's like the very au version of him that i have developed over time in Merry Men, which is like a very much more elaborately specific character than in canon. And I just find him like really, his perspective is a good perspective to write about, mostly because since I knew I would be telling so much of the story from his perspective, I made him somebody who would be interesting to me because I knew I would kind of have to commit to him for a long time. And I, yeah, I, I just really enjoy, like, writing from his perspective. That's cool. Yeah. I, so I'm now realizing that I've only ever written Harry's point of view this year. So, because I've written Castle so much, and then, like, the couple one-shots that I did write were also uh, Harry's perspective, so I don't really have uh, that much. But I guess... It's not really a point of view character, but I'm really enjoying uh, writing one of my new OCs at Hawk at the moment. Um, he's kind of fun, but also deep. And I, I, I really enjoyed the scenes that he's in. And it's, it's been really fun developing that character, especially because I didn't really have a vision for the character at first. Um, so I had to do a little bit of work on who I wanted him to be and it's fun to then see that work sort of come to fruition and 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 write him uh and it's and write him as a person and as a person that exists within that universe and I'm I'm really enjoying that um so next up is favorite line or scene that you wrote um so the line that I'm going to share is I think my favorite because it's come into my head in real life scenarios that I've been in where it felt like this line was again, relatable to me, even outside of the world of the story, like even in real life, this line would come back to me. So I felt like hopefully it can, it can touch somebody else this way. And so this is a line from Mary men outside. He was spitting cartilage into the dirt and inside he was assuring himself that love wore many masks, many disguises and that it, its concealment did not negate the existence of love itself. Oh, I like that. And this is a this is a character thinking this in the context of kind of experiencing a perceived rejection and trying to like reassure himself that you know it doesn't really count like people could reject you they could even act like they hate you but it doesn't really count cuz maybe underneath all of that they still love you but it's clear that he's he's being a little bit self-deluding in this scene and I sometimes yeah. I feel like when somebody is nasty to me or I experience a perceived rejection and then I try to tell myself like it doesn't really count or like you don't know that that's what they're thinking or whatever but then it also feels a little bit self-deluding like deep down you do know you do know what they're thinking yeah I think I think that's a beautiful line and again like I think you've got this way with words that it's just like it's it's gorgeous um but yeah, it's a it's an interesting line for sure. 
Um, I think mine will be mine will be one that you've read. You've read if you've read Castles, but it just it's not it's not as beautiful. <laughs> But I just, I really loved uh, the way I ended chapter 18 of Castles, which was like, it is September that year, 2.03pm British Standard Time, they watched the 23rd century start. Um, Because the end of chapter 18, which then becomes relevant in chapter 19, is September 11th, and I just... It was, it was fun. Like, I had had that line in my head for a very long time because I wanted it to land and I wanted, I wanted to say what it was without saying what it was. And I think 9 11 is one of those very few world events that you own, you don't even need to say what is happening for you to know what is happening. Like, it was September that year because we all know, like, through the story that it is 2001. And so it's September that year that's like enough. And, and they watched the 21st century start and I just I really enjoyed sort of landing that and knowing and I had had that scene in my head for so long that that quote in my head mm-hmm. for so long that it was just it was a lot of fun to just like get to write it and get to post it um so yeah did, did I tell you the story did I tell you about Osama Bin Laden Gate in my classroom no I, I didn't tell you the Osama Bin Laden no. story no <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know if I want to know. This. Okay, so first I'll give you the background. The background context is that for a few weeks Osama bin Laden was going viral on TikTok because a couple of like TikTok influencers had read this thing called Letter to America that he wrote and which was published in the Guardian, the British paper back in like 2003 and it was basically bin laden like writing his sort of justification for why he did 9-11 and why he believes that it was morally justified and you know why he hates the west yeah. kind of but it's also like it's intended to be propaganda right because he knew this would be published in a newspaper anyways that was published 20 years ago but recently some tiktok influencer found it and was posting it on tiktok as like read this letter it's brilliant it will change your life forever which those of us <laughs> Those of us who have, like, been on the internet for a while now understand that to be clickbait, right? Because clickbait is, like, it wouldn't be clickbait if she had read a selection from the letter and then explained why it changed her life. It's the whole, you need to go click on this other link, it's going to change your life, right? So, like, I understood it to be clickbait and, like, a cynical manipulation of the TikTok algorithm, but... Uh, grown adults who worked for CNN didn't understand that. And so it then it went sort of secondarily viral that like, look at these dumb Gen Z's on TikTok who are discovering Osama bin Laden and now he's their hero because of this dumb. And like, maybe they yeah. are that dumb. Maybe they're just manipulating the algorithm, whatever. But this 20 year old document from Osama bin Laden is now all over the internet. And because of the way Google search algorithms work, it's being sort of pushed to the top of search results. So that's the background context you need to know. In my class, kids were doing presentations on significant events in Canadian history. So what what does that have to do with Osama bin Laden? Uh, Nothing, except that one group, their theme that their group was doing was war and rebellion. And they decided to cover Canada's participation in the war in Afghanistan. And they did... And one of the things I said was that you have to include a contemporaneous quote for each historical event, a quote from someone alive in the time period. And I had not been thinking about them doing the war in Afghanistan. I was thinking about them talking about like fur traders or whatever. But these kids Mm. doing what every like lazy 11 year old does had gone into Google and looked up Canada war in Afghanistan quote copied and pasted the first thing that came up without reading it or checking it. And so then they're delivering their presentation to the class and then they get to their quotation and they start saying something that's like, we bleed for Palestine, we bleed for this, whatever, which I recognize because I had only just read the letter to America from Osama bin Laden like the other day. So I recognize that wording and I stopped them mid-sentence and I said, do you know what this quote means? And they say, no. And I say, do you know who this quote is from? And they say, no. And I say, guys, you are quoting Osama bin Laden, the architect of the (laughs) 9-11 terrorist attacks, in his propaganda letter in which he justifies why terrorism is good. 
And that's who you're quoting with no attribution or context given. So maybe this is a lesson in not just clicking on the first thing that comes up on Google, copy pasting it and not reading it before you give a presentation. Because right now you're endorsing terrorism. And I know you're not doing this intentionally. I know you were just being lazy. But that is what happened. You just you just <laughs> presented Osama bin Laden approvingly to a class full of children. So then, then they were very much like, oh, so should we not have? I'm like, no, no, you shouldn't have. But you just did. And then later on, they were like, so did we get marks taken off because of that? And I was like, yes, you did. Thank you. You did. Anyway, that's... That's how Osama bin Laden Gate happened in my classroom. No, fair enough. How old are these kids? 11. Okay, well, that's... Okay. But keep okay. in mind, like, 11... I asked them if they knew what 9-11 was, and they said yes. And I asked them to explain what happened, and they did know what happened. I mean, they don't obviously understand the intricacies of the political situation in Afghanistan, but, like, they understand about the Twin Towers. Yeah. Like, they know it was bad. <laughs> okay, interesting. Uh, moving on... <laughs> I don't really know how to transition out of that one. Um, so, most memorable comment or review. Okay, do you want to go first on this one? Uh, sure. So, the first, so <laughs> first one that I just, this really made me laugh uh, when I saw it in, on chapter 19, but someone said, only you can make me laugh my ass off mid-cry, uh, <laughs> which I thought was very like interesting in terms of how that chapter goes and it's a very faithful representation of that chapter I think so I I really liked that comment I thought it was funny and the second one I'm not gonna read everything it's just a really nice comment but the thing that mattered to me is that it was left by someone who I know has been reading castles since the very beginning like I tracked down their first comment and they kind of commented like on chapter two <laughs> their first comments on chapter two which was more than three years ago at this point and they said my and into this chapter on to the latest chapter on October 30th they said my god you get better and better genuinely one of those um, one of my favorite working authors I'll buy your books or donate to your cause point me in the right direction I've read this from the beginning and anxiously awaited each chapter you do not miss it seems odd to say but I've loved how long it's taken you to write this story each chapter has such care taken for it. The whole story feels so slow and intentional and wonderful. I've been reading this fic so long that now it feels like an old friend. When you began this, I had just graduated college and was learning to teach during COVID. Nowadays, college is starting to feel a little hazy and I've taught for years and I've also gotten engaged in the interim. I've learned about life and grown with this fic and, and this fic has grown with me. Um, I suppose that all I mean to say is I really, I think your writing is great because it's speaks to my inner feelings and experiences. And I felt like receiving that kind of comment from someone who I know has been through the entire ride with me as well. And obviously, you know, chapters, Castles is three years old at this point. So of course, like a lot of things happen in your life in three years, uh, just meant a lot to me. So I really enjoyed that comment. And thank you very much for it. How about you? Yeah, and, and it's interesting. I relate to that comment, too, because when you started the story, I also was, like, just graduating college and becoming a teacher, and now you're still working on castles, and I'm, like, several years into my career at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, also I'm, like, depressing. But <laughs> when, you, when you started this fic, I was a rookie, and I'm, like, you're still working on it, and I'm now approaching the point at which they say, like, you're not a real teacher until your fifth year, and I'm, like... I'm going to be there and you're going <laughs> to still be working on that. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was a very sweet comment. But yeah, what about you? Um, I just want to say no one this year sadly lived up to the best comment of all time, which was, of course, <laughs> you know it. So I know what the best comment the of best, all time the is. The best comment of all time was what was Dudley doing in the laundry room. <laughs> Nobody, sadly, no one lived up to that this year. However, uh, um, this is... One of my favorite comments, um, I cannot explain, this was on my story, Lilac Falls. I cannot explain to you how fulfilling this piece of literature was to read. I lack the knowledge of how to articulate my thoughts and feelings into proper words. Your writing is absolutely stunning. I've never been so encapsulated in a fic before today. 
Your writing style draws me in so well, and the way everything works and fits so nicely is just perfection. I'm honestly a little frustrated that I'm so bad at communicating how beautiful your work is. And then this next part is why it became comment of the year. If it helps get the point across, I almost walked into a poll because I was so distracted thinking about your story. <laughs> I love that. So this is the I walked into a poll comment. Yeah. Um, I always love hearing about the bad things that have happened in people's lives because they were distracted by my story. So like I stayed up all night and I had exams the next day and I, I failed know. them with this weird story. <laughs> I walked into a poll. I got into a car accident because I was trying to read on my phone while driving. Just any any negative thing that happened in your life as a result of my story I always love hearing about that yeah same I know and, and I love and I love you I, I wish the best for all of you uh but also it's yeah. a lot it's very funny uh when I had I had one comment I think it was last year and last year I had a better comment so I didn't put in but someone was like I was in a nightclub high on cats reading this and I was like what in what world did your life choices lead to this moment but also I love you and I admire you so yeah but like if I went to a nightclub and found the one person in the nightclub who's like on their phone reading AOC I know like that's a meet cute that's yeah that's that's someday you're gonna meet your match that way yeah it didn't happen yet but it will definitely um Okay, and so what? Oh, yeah, that's actually a um, question that we got from one of our listeners. Um, what surprised you this year, writing wise? Um, honestly, I fought really hard to get to finish and get out of this chapter, um, chapter seven of Check the Spindle. It was so hard to get out of that chapter and just like finish it and 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 move on. I got stuck in a really really tough kind of writer's block situation and just just getting out of that chapter and surviving it was shocking and and being able to write the next chapter i i was really proud that i that i made it out of that chapter alive to be honest yeah no fair enough like i'm i'm actually in the same boat at the moment like i People are going to be surprised when I say this because I know I said I wasn't writing this year, but I like writing more this year, but I did try and I've been working on chapter 20 and I'm just stuck. Like, I'm just, it's been very labor intensive and I just, I keep getting stuck. I have rewritten the beginning like more times than I can count at this stage and I'm just, I, I can't wait to be done with it. I have about half of it at the moment, uh, which I think is in an okay shape. Like I need to edit some stuff, but I think it's okay, but it's just been so slow coming and I still have to write the second half and I'm just like, this is awful. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I feel you mm -hmm. on that one. Um, I think sur what surprised me this year, probably how quickly I wrote chapter 19. Like I wrote chapter 19, cha for context, chapter 19 is like 21,000 words. I wrote it in a weekend. Like it was, it, I wrote it in a week. Like I posted, I posted 18, took a week break. And then like the next weekend it was done, edited and I posted. Um, so I think the thing is 20 is also coming back with a vengeance because 19 was so easy to write and now 20 is like I'm uh, struggling but uh but yeah I think how quickly I wrote that really surprised me because I'm not used to that quick of a turnaround so I I think also when it comes to like plans for next year would you say that you're planning on finishing castles next year yeah, so I know I said the same thing last year but, but last year I knew it was wishful wishful thinking like I knew I knew it wasn't gonna happen I was hoping it would but I knew I had looked I remember last year I looked at the calendar and I was like there is no way I'm finishing castles but I was still holding on to uh, like on holding on to that hope um I think now like it's definitely within reach I only have five chapters left and I tend to publish four or five chapters a year so, you know, it's kind of, you know, either I'll be done by December or the worst case scenario, like early 2025. Um, so yeah, that's definitely, hopefully, the plan and to finally finish and be done. Because I, again, this has been going on too long. <laughs> so what are your plans next for next year? Um, so I plan to finish Check the Spindle 
next year. I think it needs about two more chapters to be done, so I think that's doable. Harry Learns the Hard Way hopefully will be done by the end of next year, but depends on like where I choose to focus my energy because I have a few things on the go. Merry Men is going to take me several more years, for sure. So wow. don't even don't, don't hold your <laughs> breath. Um, somebody bookmarked it recently saying like, hopefully soon to be done. And I was like, no, <laughs> no. I mean, like I have so pa- pa- many on a, on a paleontology scale. Like, yes, it's soon <laughs> to be done. I have so many of these comments, like bookmarks and stuff. Some of them from like two years ago that are like to read when finished. I'm like, babe, it's it's it, like you're gonna be cast- you're gonna have kids by the time this is finished. Yeah. So you want to have time to read. <laughs> I'm like, babe, it's been three years. Like, I mean, the ones that are coming in now, I'm kind of like, okay, you've got like maximum a year to wait. I could see that. But like there's some there's some bookmarks that are like from two and a half years ago being like to TBR when finished. I'm like, babe, it's like not- you're it's not happening. Like if you're not reading, if you're not jumping on this train now, it's just not happening. It's also like the more motivated I am to finish, the more likely it will be to finish. And the more readers you have, the more motivated you are to finish. So yeah. if you really want someone to finish their work, you should start reading and commenting now. It's so funny because I've seen a lot of debate about this on Reddit recently of like people being like, oh, I only read finished stuff. And then writers being like, well, if you only read finished, like completed fix, then no fic is ever going to be completed because we writers kind of feed on the feedback that people give us. And I... I don't know. I kind of understand both sides of the argument. I think it's a very, it's a very like fortunate, like sort of privileged take to have. You have to be in a big fandom to make that kind of decision of like, I'm only reading completed fix because when you're in a small fandom, there's just so few fix available that you'll read anything. But, but yeah, I just, I, I mm-hmm. find it like, what's your take on it? Cause I find it, I, I, I see a lot of people having this version of 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 fanfic engagement and i i genuinely don't know what i think about it um i think that it comes from people who are expecting to consume fan fiction in the same way that they can consume like mainstream media but Mm. not understanding that you can't consume it the same way because it's not produced the same way and it's like none of us are getting paid in money for this we're not building a professional reputation with it so there's really no compensation for doing this work other than you know the night the nice comments that that people get whereas all kinds of compensation exists in mainstream media for making a piece of work so i guess people who say i understand this whole thing of you hate it being left on a cliffhanger and then having to wait but i would remind you like this kind of work is not produced the same way and if if you treat it like it has to have the kind of easy availability that a Netflix show has, but then you know that the person making it is not does not have any of the resources and support that a Netflix creator does, it isn't really fair. Yeah, I kind of agree. And I, I do get that like a lot of fix, and I've been through this as well, like a lot of fix that I've loved have stood and finished um and kind of abandoned and i understand i understand what that's like because you know you 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 love the story and and you see the creator just like not finishing it but at the same time yeah like i if no one was commenting on my stories i probably wouldn't be writing them and i think i i think one of the episodes that i really want to do next season is audience and kind of talking about how we talk, we engage with audiences and how that impacts like our writing and, and the way we think about writing. And I, and I think, um, that's, th- that's definitely something that you, you know, that you want to keep in mind. And I do see that a lot, like that form of engagement a lot in bigger fandoms again. It's, it's the, it's the passive consumerism yeah. where the same way that I watch a Netflix show on TV, you want to take that same approach with this media that is very, very yeah. different. And I would just say that, like, you know, think about what incentives and rewards exist for these writers, because we don't get a whole lot of reward and it's a lot of work. 100%. Okay, well, we're now moving on to other people's fix. So hopefully, uh, rather quickly, what was your favorite HB read 
this year. I just read a new one. It was published in July, but I but I only just read it, so it's new to me. It's called The Rougarou by Eve St. Eves, and it's kind of one of those like travelogues of Remus Lupin stories set in the 1980s. I love the travelogue stories set in New Orleans. And um, what really drew me to it was that there was a post on Tumblr where the person had given like a list of um, almost like a bibliography of where she did her research and various maps corresponding to the locations mentioned in the story. So just knowing she had put that much time and research in, I was like, oh, I have to read this. So that's that's my uh, best new work of 2023. That's great. Um, I think for me, it's two fics that I've already spoken about, but I would say Orchards by Winlatter and The Wilderness by Speechwriter amazing fix i've recommended both of them on the podcast before uh but really really like super interesting fix orchards is the summer before sixth year um of harry potter and the wilderness is sort of like this au of luna working in the department of mysteries i don't want to spoil it because i think it's it's a fic that you just need to read to know what happens in it but it's just incredibly well written and it's one of those pieces that will like kind of stick in your head forever so uh so yeah we definitely recommend um and what about outside of hp because i think we need to make this podcast a little bit more non-hp friendly (laughs) um so one of the most like unbelievably addictive, I couldn't put it down and it took me like a week to read. It's 261,000 words um, was A Happier Year Near About by Kim Bean, which is a okay. super novel length sequel to the book Morris by E.M. Forrester. Oh yeah, I spoke about and this before. just yeah. to be clear, there was recently published, like traditionally published a sequel because this work, I think it's like in the public domain enough now that you can publish your own sequel. Um, mm-hmm. And that that's called um, Alec. But the traditionally published sequel is not as good <laughs> as someone who's doing both. <laughs> the traditionally published sequel by the person who's actually making money off of it literally is of a lower quality than this yeah. sequel. They probably, they probably had a license because it's not in the public domain. But anyway. But yeah, so um, I would say like, yeah. I mean, obviously if you're in this fandom, you're going to read both of them. So I would say if you're going to read one of them, actually, you're going to read both of them. However, <laughs> this one available for free online is actually better quality. A lot of fan fiction is actually better quality than published writing. But anyway, um, okay. And I think for me, I, so in the, I think it was last spring, I kind of rewatched a lot of The Good Wife, um, and I started reading The Good Wife fanfic again. And I had read this fic like 10 years ago, so I knew it was good, but I couldn't really remember what happened in it. Uh, but I reread Undefined by Or by the Sea, and it's just, one of the best pieces of writing that I have ever come across uh, that I knew that thick was good but I had kind of forgotten most of it and it's just I just rereading it I was blown away or by the sea as an incredible writer and as we used to know each other I hope she's doing well because we lost touch but uh but yeah I uh incredible incredible thick um oh another another one that I want to recommend this um Took, this is a multi-chapter story that finally finished in June of 2023 and is definitely up there in like my top 10 stories of all time. And it would get like frequently updated. There's 24 chapters. It would be updated like let's say once every one to two weeks or so. And so – but like not necessarily on the most consistent schedule, which meant that like seven or eight times a day I'd be checking online to see if it had been <laughs> updated because you never knew like if it had been or not because like sometimes you would update really close together, sometimes not. So like you literally just didn't know, but you knew it would be soon. And so it became this like manic habit of checking to see if it was updated <laughs> and that is sunset in your veins by bayjax okay that's great that's great to hear okay and so in terms of the podcast uh so general feelings on the pod we've been doing this for 18 months now how would you feel Annie? <laughs> um i feel like time just goes by so quickly these days and, and it's because we're getting old i know i know no no um, <laughs> i think that it's it's nice to look back and, and, and see how things have changed. And I, I think it'd be interesting if like 
10 years from now, we saw like how has fan fiction changed in the in the last 10 years or, you know, like what's what's developed, you know? Yeah, I know, because there's definitely trends and stuff. And I think I think we've kind of gotten to the rhythm now. I'm much happier and I think we're going to stick with that for the next year of sticking with the monthly schedule. It's a lot more manageable for me because it does take a lot of time to edit the audio. And yeah, like I just, I, I, I think it's, it's just easier for me to do. Yeah. Like we never, we never run out of things to but say. Yeah. We just don't like editing. <laughs> Yeah, no, but that's another thing because I remember we had a conversation, I think it was last year, where we were like, oh my god, we're going to run out of topics, but we're not running out of topics. Like, there's still, I don't know how many topics on, the, we have this, like, shared documents with all the ideas for topics for, for future episodes, and that's never running out, so... Yeah, and people also come to us and say, what about this? And bring yeah. something up that, like, we didn't ever considered, like, Wattpad or whatever, yeah. where we never thought about talking about it. Yeah, and I love, I love doing, I, I think I said that last year, but I still do. Like, I love, love, love doing the guest episodes, especially also listening to your episodes, like, with other guests, because it's just, like, it kind of takes us to places where we wouldn't necessarily go and we wouldn't necessarily topics that we ne- wouldn't necessarily consider so it's like super interesting and like yeah. fandoms that we never looked into like i remember rosa louie had a lot of interesting stuff to say about like Marv the marvel verse and like we don't really know anything about that but she had recommended some pieces that all that looked really cool even though i am not familiar with the source yeah. material so yeah we like bringing in stuff that we don't know about I have a question for you. So of all the like mm-hmm. weird conversations we've had on the podcast this year, what is your yeah. favorite like weird off topic thing we've gone into? Oh, it's got to be. I know what you're going to say as well. It's got to be the, the Harry episode. <laughs> like the, the episode about oh, Prince I'm, Harry. <laughs> I actually, I wasn't thinking about that. But now that you've reminded me. Yeah, I think I think I think the best episode for listeners, the most entertaining one was the Harry episode. <laughs> what what were we actually like what was the writing skill that we were actually discussing? Um, I, oh no, it was outgrowing fandoms. Yeah, it was outgrowing fandoms, yeah. Um which was a really interesting episode as well and and one that was prompted by a post that a nerd made on Tumblr about like her like whether or not you can really outgrow fun- fandoms and it's a very interesting um sort of Tumblr post about it but yeah I remember I don't know we were we started talking and then and then I was reading Spare at the time and it was just yeah, and, you know. and you had been like every time there was something particularly funny you would like send it to me on yeah. DM so even <laughs> though I haven't read the book I only know like the most funny parts yeah no and honestly like it was great it was a great decision to read Spare although it was too long like it took me months to finish that book and I, I, in fairness I was reading other stuff at the same time but it still took me like months to finish that book uh, but yeah and we wanted to also um, extend a really warm thank you to the people who donated on the Kofi. Um, I think we're breaking breaking even on the hosting fees this year, which yay! Um, so it's great. Thank you so so much for you know donating to us, and we've uh, we may even I haven't gone through the account yet, but we may have a couple of euros to split amongst ourselves. Uh, but yeah, no, thank you so much uh, for donating, and also for anyone who interacting interacted with the podcast in any way. Like if you've sent asks asks or stuff, um, it's just been it's just been great to see you guys like getting involved and and doing all that and i'm so grateful Mm -hmm. and and also we want to thank the people who have been sending it to their friends on whatsapp oh yes because (laughs) we found out so basically i was going to get into that but we've had i've kind of done a roundup of all our stats this year and something that i've learned from so we have a spotify spotify gives you a spotify wrapped for podcasters so you kind of see like the stats around like the people who listen to your podcast and stuff like what their favorite podcast genres are and stuff which is very interesting but one of the things is three percent of our shares were through instagram and two percent out from whatsapp who are you sending our podcast to 
<laughs> I need to know. Who here has like an, a group with their coworkers at the office that they're sharing our podcast <laughs> with? And also, where is this Instagram yeah, account? Yeah, like who, who shared us through Instagram and WhatsApp? Please, if you're that person, let us know because we are very curious. <laughs> and also, we have questions about, hold on, I'm just looking at the, the age stats here. Yeah, so to the 0.19% of you guys who are between 60 and 150 years old, uh, please come forward because we want to have you on. want to have you on the pod to talk about, like, being old and into <laughs> fan fiction. Yes, please. <laughs> okay, I feel like 60 is not that old, though. Mm, like, but it's between but 60 also, and 150. <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're 90, if you're 90 plus years old, le- please let us know why you're into fan fiction. I need to know. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting, and I think um, w- one of the things that I have noticed is that um, I think our age bracket is more skewing a little bit younger than it used to be, uh, which is cool. Hello, uh, hello, Gen Z. Um, Are they spreading us on TikTok or something? No, I don't think so. I would have seen it because I I'm on fan fiction TikTok, so I would have seen it if it had come up. Um, but yeah, it's uh no, it's been great to have the podcast and to have you guys listening to it. I know that our stats have shown that there's more and more of you and I have spoken to some of you and I've I've even gained readers from this podcast and I've great gained uh, a few good like kind of banter relationships and and it's uh yeah, it's just been great and it's great to be doing this and it's great to be doing this about fan fiction and talking about fan fictions which I think need more talking about so thank you guys for listening thank you guys for donating and we will see you next year i suppose (laughs) yes we'll see um next year the year that i enter my fourth decade of existence oh i did so this year yeah um yeah i turned 30 this year nani is turning 30 next year so yeah (laughs) I know, I know, I was there. But see, it gets easier once you're through it. I swear to God, everything, everyone tells you that, but it's true. I had so much anxiety leading up to my 30th birthday, and I'm not going to bore everyone listening to this podcast with it, but I had so much anxiety, and I feel like it peaked the week of my birthday, and then Mm -hmm. I did, I was, it was like I was expecting to die or something. I don't know. And then I didn't die. And I was like, oh, I feel exactly the same as when I was 29. (laughs) So yeah, it's a, but I had, I had a lot of anxiety turning 30. I get you. Okay. In terms of next year, we'll, we're going to keep updating the podcast monthly and we're going to be uh, sticking with the 20th of each month plus the bonus episodes if we ever do an interview with other people. Uh, Please, if there's a topic, if you're a writer or a reader of fanfiction and there's a topic you're super passionate about and would like to talk to us about, please let us know. Please uh, send us an ask or something because we're more than happy to take you on and to talk to you about uh, something that you're passionate about. As you've heard, you know, we've talked about Wattpad, we've talked about um, reader insert fanfics and stuff. So if you're listening to this pod and you would like to come on, please, please, please let us know. Or just to talk about your work even. Uh, that's very interesting. Um, Lenny, we're going to wrap up. So do you have any recommendations for us this week? Yeah, so as I've mentioned earlier, I Earlier, I recommend The Rougarou by Yves St. Yves. And also, This Word Lies at the Bottom of a Lake by Burhans. Okay, perfect. Uh, that's that's your Christmas reading done. Um, if, you, if, you, if you needed suggestions to read during the holiday break. Um, for me, I'm going to... So, I'm going to recommend Spooks. If anybody has watched it or hasn't watched it before, it's a 2000s British spy, sh- spy show. It's great. I have been re-watching it. But I guess my recommendation is more like re-watch something that you love or reread something that you love. It's the holidays. We are all, you know, it's for most of us, it's winter. It's, you know, you're kind of cozying up and, and taking a bit of time off. You know, feel free to self-indulge. Feel free to rewatch something that you love and enjoy the break. Okay, well, Lani, thank you so much. Uh, where can we find you online? I remain at copper-dust on both AO3 and Tumblr. And I'm Pebbly Sun on AO3 and Tumblr. If you want to uh, contact us or give us feedback on the podcast, our Tumblr 
is thefanficwriterscraft.tumblr.com. And if you'd like to donate to our Kofi, it's uh, v forward slash thefanficwriterscraft. And this helps us pay for hosting fees. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.